Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of Lethal Podcast. This week, we were able to sit down with Isaac and Mike, who are the owners and founders of a new arrow company called Vector. Uh, Vector specializes in micro-diameter arrows uh, that come with some nice, thick sidewalls. They're a little unconventional for your uh, micro-diameter arrows, and they come with ethics components from the factory. Uh, and they're all hand-built by Isaac and Mike themselves, and uh, they're, they're really, really quality. They've sent us a set, and we've got to play with them and uh, we wanted to get them on uh, get them on the show to talk about it uh, we had a really good chat covering a lot of topics including their arrows uh, hunter recruitment and retention uh, and we have a good discussion of why vans are the superior hunting vehicle so be sure to check that out uh, these guys are a lot of fun they're super cool and they were even nice enough to do a giveaway for our listeners uh, so the winner of this giveaway will receive a free half dozen arrows in any configuration that they so choose which is a pretty sweet deal to get your feet wet with their stuff and uh, go ahead and get ahead of the game in creating your hunting setup for next year. So there's two ways to win, one on Facebook and one on Instagram. Feel free to double dip on your entries. You can enter on both. We'll check them both. Uh, So if you're on Facebook, uh, really simple, you have to like our page, like the Vector page, and all you have to do is share the weekly episode status that we post every Friday morning. Really, really easy. If you're on Instagram, it's even easier. Just follow our page, follow the Vector page, and then comment on that photo for the giveaway. You'll you'll see it. You'll know you'll know when you uh, go on the uh, account to look at it. Uh, so the winner will be announced at the beginning of next week's episode. Um, in this episode, toward the end, you'll hear me say I'm about to announce the winner, but we decided to push it back until next week to give you guys ample time to get entered. So just ignore that. Um, as always, if you guys like the content, please drop a review for us on Facebook and iTunes. It really does help a ton. We appreciate it when you guys do that. So go ahead, sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. We'll get this joker going. So where in where in Wisconsin are you guys? We're down in Beloit. It's basically Illinois. Um, okay. But yeah. we're, we're sitting yeah. about that- a half a mile from the border. Yeah. Is that near Rockford, Illinois? It's straight north of Rockford. Yeah, Rockford. just north of okay. it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I've been through Rockford. I've never, I may have been through Beloit. I used to go to, um, oh man, Lake Geneva down there? Yeah, 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 yeah it's sure. not too okay. far away from us. That's probably half an hour. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to go up to, uh, up there on like mission trip for, uh, uh, place for mentally and physically handicapped adults and uh oddly enough got to help them shoot some uh bows which was an adventure yeah yeah no it was uh it was fun it was uh uh, a little scary sometimes um (laughs) but it was uh but it was it was good they they had a ton of fun doing it um so (laughs) you know like we were talking before we uh pressed record it's super odd that we have I'm assuming you guys are Packers fans. Maybe oh, yeah. I'm maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Oh yeah. We have five five Packers fans on all all at once. Uh for the listeners, uh the Packers game is on in the background. So if you hear any of us with like a sudden <laughs> like outburst and uh, uh maybe some profanity lace stuff if it's from <laughs> myself or Garrett, uh it may uh it may or may not be because we have the game uh, rolling in the background. So please forgive us for that. Um but tonight we are hanging out with uh, the guys from Vector. Is it, so? Is it Vector? Or is a Vector Custom Shop? Um. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> it's just a copy ground, like, so we'll see what sticks. 
Okay. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. fair. That's we, fair. We kind of just say Vector. Um, Vector sure. Custom Shop was the domain that's available. And, um, first and last name, kind of. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. We're figuring it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you guys do a lot of custom work, which we'll get into because these are all essentially uh, uh, hand built arrows. But um, so you guys are uh, newer to the market. You've done a uh, like a soft release, I guess you could say, to get some get some arrows out to some individuals, um, which you were kind enough to send to myself and Garrett. Uh, Garrett being the uh, the resident uh, micro uh, um, shooter, micro arrow shooter, yeah. and uh, me being the only other person that could make a 300 spine work for my setup because Rob <laughs> is a physical anomaly. Um, <laughs> so, Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if we told you, Rob. Rob's a uh, thirty eighty on his uh, bow. Um, oh, oh, oh man! Yeah, yeah. So uh, three hundred spine, no worky for him. Deal. <laughs> well i tell you what i tell you what I mean, maybe this will ring maybe this will, go ahead i think it's ahead. more crazy that my longbow is nearly the same spec as my compound yes oh, it, well, it certainly is i mean oh, my longbow is, is. That's crazy so that is crazy i gotta graduate yeah. and get me a big boy bow like rob yeah right no no kidding <laughs> i want to be like rob when i grow up <laughs> yeah i uh you know but i i say 70 like 78 i mean 30 is 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 nice but i shot and maybe this will hit home with you wisconsin boys because they're a little bit closer to you than me i shot an apa today and at 77 pounds like if you had if you had made me guess what this bow was drawing i would have guessed mid 60s like legitimately guessed mid 60s and my buddy who had it like i pulled it back I was like, what's this thing set at? And he goes, 77 pounds. Oh I was like, there's, there's no way. Wow. Uh, Which uh, bow yeah. is it? it uh, oh, it's, it's Josh's. It's that it's that super short 28-inch one. The Mamba? Um, oh, is, uh, is it is the Mamba? I can't remember. I'm trying I, to I, I can look it up. I guess I do. I do have the internet like right in front of me, which is <laughs> which is kind of cool. Yeah, but I, anyway. I so, that... That one's got a, a fairly soft power curve, which means that you're not yeah, yeah. for all that much time. It wasn't it, it wasn't super stiff. I can tell you yeah, yeah. there's a Mamba twenty eight is what it was. Um yep, okay. man, the cams on it are tiny. Yeah. It's yeah. super weird. Yeah. Super weird. But uh but anyway, yeah. I, I wish I could just draw eighty like it's no big deal, but uh uh man, maybe maybe I'll I'll try and pony up and, and get some eighty pound limbs. Anyway, you sent you sent rabbit hole rabbit hole number one there. You sent Garrett and I. You said you sent Garrett and I some arrows, and yeah. uh, Garrett is still pending on them. But I have got to test them, and I was extremely impressed uh, to yeah, say. I haven't least, so. shot them yet, but I was spinning them earlier, and they spin real nice. Yeah, um, I'm not surprised. Both uh, had uh less than 003 total run out which means you're well within advertisement uh, uh range uh both of spines were within a thousandth of each other uh on my test so point being they're very very consistent uh and and uh, i know uh isaac can i talk for oh man see i'm so bad at this podcasting thing so <laughs> we have we have we have isaac and mike right yeah Okay. Well, how about uh, before we get into this too much? How about you guys introduce yourself and kind of your your roles within the company? 
Okay, cool. So this is Isaac talking. Um, I've only been bow hunting for a few years. Uh, grew up like in fishing and trapping circles. Uh, so always outside and wanted to get into this stuff. Um, but it's just um, started happening in the last couple of years. I'm loving it. It's so much fun, man. It's like I'm totally obsessed at this point. And, uh, <laughs> um, just the, you know, gear acquisition <clears throat> syndrome has led me down this crazy <laughs> rabbit hole of, you know, finding the best, you know, equipment and tools for, you know, a specific application, which, you know, Wisconsin, it's whitetail country. And, yep. Um, Big whitetail with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah, they're not tiny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how big. I mean, it sounds like you have bigger whitetail up by you, Rob. I mean, you must. Yeah, I mean, the further north you get, set up. It's like, yeah. So we're we're in Rock, (laughs) we're in Rock County down here at the bottom of the state, uh, which I think our county record is like 160 inch deer. Like it's not huge Mm. by any. It's kind of yeah. It's kind of the the least populated county in our area i mean if you go one or two counties to the west of us like the closer you get to the mississippi it seems like a lot higher density deer yeah Um, there's a there's a ton of public land around here and it's it's just a blast to bounce around and it's a challenge but it's it's a blast man i mean especially because you have those lower numbers you see a lot of bucks traveling long distance and yeah. You really never know what's going to show up, which is a time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You don't see the same thing twice. <laughs> so, yeah. That's awesome. Kind of, kind of fun, though. Yeah. So, uh, Mike here, we started hunting together last year. Uh, some of the same properties, kind of sharing intel. Started sharing a, a, an Onyx account so we could just like bounce pins back and forth. Super oh, yeah. And, yep. Um, yep. You know, just working together and started doing our gear together and all that stuff. And, um, building arrows, all that. And he, Mike, I'll let you, you tell everybody about your background and stuff. But he kind of got me into building arrows. And we started thinking, well, what if we had, you know, a combo of these different platforms that we like and try to right. put them together? So all good things start, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. So for me, I, I grew up in a family that, that bow hunted. Uh, we weren't, we definitely weren't gear people. Uh, my dad for the longest time, uh, awesome hunter, like tons of, tons of talent. Uh, but for the longest time he was shooting a pro line Raven. Um, I don't know if you guys remember that, but that was way back. And that's actually up until like three, four years ago, what he was shooting. Uh, but he killed some dandy bucks with that thing and, and he's incredibly accurate with it. Um, but so I grew up kind of in that, that hunting realm and, um, there, there's always been something that has just drawn me to bow hunting. I love the pursuit, even since like watching monster bucks when I was a kid, absolutely loved the thought of bow hunting. Um, and so finally I just dove into it. Uh, when I was in, in high school, uh, started working at a pro shop, uh, which was kind of funny cause I just stayed around the pro shop until they hired me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Gary, you kind of have a similar I, story there too, don't you? I was like yeah, the, the, the thorn in their side asking really dumb questions until they're like, <laughs> fine, go do something here. We'll pay you. <laughs> um, I wasn't even sure if I was getting paid at first. Uh, but so I, I started working at a pro shop and just dove in deep 
Um, and that's kind of where a lot of my background came from. Um, and, and then over time, being able to try all these different kinds of arrows, and um, it kind of it almost left kind of a bad taste in my mouth because I would try an arrow and it'd be like, oh, this is so great, except for blank, right? You know, yeah. you, you try out the, the micro damage. I remember the first time I tried an Easton injection. Um, and I'm like, dude, this yep. is awesome. It's a four millimeter shaft. Like, I love the way they were pen- penetrating. And then I had to find broadheads for them. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Deep and I'm six, like, only oh, option. Man. That was really? terrible. Um, yeah. And, and so I, I bounced out and finally I hit this point where I'm like, okay, there's got to be a way that we can build something better than that. And so Isaac and I started screwing around um, on, on that that side of things and we came up with this like prototype and we're like <laughs> and, and originally we weren't even thinking like hey let's build something and sell it we were originally thinking like let's create the greatest arrow we can for ourselves because we're selfish yeah. um and so we, we selfish this- with good intentions oh yeah At yeah with, great, with good intentions <laughs> yeah um and i remember actually the first one that came in uh from our manufacturer um we were super excited to get this the shaft in and Isaac took it, unbeknownst to me, and like stepped on it on a stair to try it out. Yeah. <laughs> and then he gave it to me, and I, I it was still in the box, and so I'm like, okay, well, no. I didn't think he was gonna shoot it, right? I mean, I, <laughs> and so I fledged this arrow up, and I shoot a doe with it, and I I send Isaac a picture. I'm like, dude, I I shot this I shot this doe, and he's like, did you did you use that arrow that I gave you? I'm like, yeah, and he's like. Uh, I stepped on that thing. Yeah, and so it just kind of <laughs> developed from there. And finally, we hit this point where, like, dude, we need to provide this for other people because we started having friends and stuff asking, like, "Whoa, what are those? Can, it, can you guys need to make me some of those?" Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of where it spawned out of. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a little bit about me, a little bit about my background. So well, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, um, for those who may not have completely picked up on it just yet, um, you guys specialize in, uh, micro diameter arrows. And now I guess we, we have to redefine micro because now there's one even smaller, which, uh, Garrett Prawl reached. That's considered like a nano, right? Yeah. I Garrett Prawl so, reached yeah. out to me and said that nano would, would make the most sense for those that new would ones. That would make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. So micros. Yeah, the Black Eagle. What are those? One twenty four. I and Element yeah. makes one too. Element makes yeah. a smaller one as well. Um, That's a little. I don't know. I mean, um, when the micro came out, like people said, it was kind of goofy. Yeah, and now well, it's kind of normalized. There's been nanos before. Um, yeah, nanos are big like in field feet, archery, right? Yeah, like feed a yeah. field stuff is where you yeah. typically see them. Well, Easton's had them forever because yeah, they got yeah. like the yeah the the long range recurve dudes. That's all they shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I'm saying was that the nano meter guys. It it's caught some attention recently, but it's not a new concept. Right, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, all the, all that to say, uh, four millimeter, one six six or one six five. Maybe you guys can shed a little bit of light on what the difference is between besides a thousandth of an inch. Some people say one six six. One. Some people say one six five. I don't. I don't know it what depends the, on the shaft. Yeah, it just depends on the shaft. Some it's, shafts just, are one six five. Some shafts are one six six. It's super bizarre to me. So if you get a one six six component, it just won't work with a one six five shaft. It's going to be very stuck. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's just going to be really, really it's just no, it's just I mean, that, that's kind of like uh, Black Eagle, like the carnivores are not a 245. They're a 2445. Two, four, four. And yeah. though, like, 245s are different than, like, the uh, GTs, which are a 246. That's so ridiculous. So yeah, well, and some of it I think too is the the manufacturers wanting a snugger fit with Knox. Yep, sure. Um, that's that's what I've heard. I I don't know how much of that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I believe, but it makes sense. So so you guys you make micro diameter one. So are they one six six or one six five? I guess we should ask that. Yeah, they're one six six. Okay, one six six. So you guys make micro diameter one six six four millimeter shafts. Uh, that are a little bit different than your conventional micro shafts. Uh, sure. uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, obviously, you know, one of the major complaints with micro shafts, you know, on the market is like um, they're lightweight and they're kind of marketed towards uh, like speed speed yeah. yeah just like everything else you know in the industry is like it, well and especially sales. in the in the white tail side yeah speed yeah. is sexy man it is and, well uh, if you put enough weight behind it it's, and then it's real sexy then it's, oh it's yeah no oh, then, then it's the sexiest <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah so we we um wanted certain benefits of micro um such as like the penetration Less surface area means less drag, um, less wind drift uh, impact left or right from wind, blah, blah, blah. Like, there's a lot of great things about having a smaller diameter shaft. Um, but we just well, and that's why you be, that's why you see those guys shooting nanos, you know, right. long, yeah. long distance. Yeah, they're accurate. It makes, they're really accurate. Makes sense. It makes they're sense. Dark. Yeah. Uh, but we wanted something heavier and way more durable. So our shaft is, um, it's the micro inner diameter which is what it's classified on is the inner inner diameter right it's a really thick wall so the outer diameter is a lot bigger than um what you would typically see on a micro yeah platform yeah so it's super thick super durable just dense so yeah um, but still still considerably smaller than even a like a 204 or 5 millimeter as far as a com- like total outside diameter right yeah like yeah i shot a 5 millimeter axis um before this which are great arrows by the way yeah yeah i love that a great experience um but um well, depending if you so, like the uh, the hit insert too, though. Oh yeah, right, right. yeah. I mean, there's we other options. We for don't. Them, but. We don't. We don't talk yeah. about the hit insert on this on this <laughs> podcast. Oh, we have I we have another we have another yourself. name for the hit. We have another name for the hit insert. <laughs> what are you saying, Garrett? I don't know if I, I want to know I that. use them. Speak for yourself. Well, okay. Garrett uses them with a footer and <laughs> and uh, some other things. Yeah. Standalone, they're terrible. Oh, yeah, some no. extra yeah. stuff. If they don't have a footer, then, then they're actually bother. decent. Yeah. Um, yeah, sure. So, yeah, the, <laughs> the, our arrow, we call it the hammer and abbreviate it uh, HMR. And I dig it, by the way. I think that name's freaking awesome. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's Mike's idea. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's our only arrow right now. And there's some other ideas down, coming down the pipe, but. Uh, really just want to like do one thing well 
before just like filling up a website with options. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the, well, and the, the goal. Is the like, other thing with it is too, the amount of options that you have just off that one shaft oh, yeah. is quite a bit. Yes. Right. I mean, you know, we have the, the, the 350, 300, 250. We're working on getting a 200 spine as well. Oh, are you? Okay. Uh, well, there we go. The is that that will there be, we go, Rob. be ready yeah. by March. Um, and, and so you have all these different spines as well as the entire access, the entire ethics system, yes. you know, anywhere from 45 grains to 175. Yeah. Like you can cover pretty much anything off of that one shaft. Yeah. 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 You can set anybody up on that, you know, like, so yeah, it's very versatile. So it's, I, I view it more as a system than just a, an arrow the way that Traditionally, we would look at it. Yeah. Arrow. Oh, and yeah. that's the yeah, way it for sure. should look at yeah. variation out of a box. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's it's not just a you buy it from a box kind of arrow. Yeah. What are we saying, really Rob? That's who we're targeting too. Is like you know you can be a pretty uh, pretty baller bow hunter and still not get really technical on your arrow setups and go down to farm and fleet and pick up a box of uh, whatever you want. I'm not going to name names, but <laughs> screw, it, screw in a broadhead and go kill deer. Like, oh, yeah. We'll oh, do yeah. it all the time. Right. Like, yep. uh, but one of Imagine how good... Get a little further than that. <laughs> yeah. Imagine how good those guys would be if they actually did pay attention to that also. Oh, though. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's totally our mission. And, and some that. of this came out of me sitting at a shop and... Um, was listening to all these whitetail guys come in with these incredibly light setups shooting, you know, rage extremes. And mm-hmm. they're sitting there going, oh, I don't know why I have no penetration. I can't believe that I, I didn't get any penetration out of this. I'm shooting a really fast bow, you know. And, and so some of it also is that education piece that mm-hmm. uh, we, especially in the whitetail woods, there's such there's such a emphasis put on speed that – we don't all, We don't want to just set people up right. We want to educate them as well, um, and so that they actually understand their arrow. You know, it's the only thing that's going to touch a touch a deer. You know, is your your broadhead and arrow. Yeah. Um, and, and so that's kind of also where some of that frustration is is some is kind of channeled into this arrow as well. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah, and so you 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 mentioned it, uh, um, but I want you to touch on it again and and expand on it really as much as you want is that these come uh, paired up with components from ethics. Um, ethics yeah. is uh, um, uh, some good friends of ours. We've, you know, we've had Bruce on the show uh, and Rob, Rob is a, is an independent ethics dealer. I think they make cool. some of the best aftermarket components that there are for, for any arrow. Um, and I mean, hell if they're making components for, grizzly stick now for guys that are hunting yeah. elephant and uh, you know all, all the all the critters that will either kill you or eat you uh then, yeah. then they yeah. must be, they must be doing something right um talk about uh, talk about the ethics components pairing up with uh with your errors a little bit if you want yeah so when we started this entire process and started looking at these these shafts we were trying to actually we were thinking about coming up with our own system for the the front and we started screwing around um, and I had a buddy that told me about ethics. It's like, dude, you need to check them out. Isn't it wild yeah. how how it's just like one random person? It's like, I saw these guys online that were shooting these <laughs> these stainless things on the end of their arrows. I mean, what the heck? And they were what weighing like 150. They weighed more than my broadhead. Like, 
these guys are right. nuts. Yeah. And then you find it and you're like, this is it. This is what I've been looking for. Absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we checked them out and we're like, instantly it was like this, this awesome connection of we're like, this is what we want. Yeah. You know, why reinvent the wheel when this system is out there and it's, it's going to pair perfectly with what we have. And so, you know, we, we talked with, with ethics and um, kind of got this dealership status thing going with them so that we can, can really bring everybody up, you know, a, a level yeah, for sure. that, that's shooting our, our, our setups. Yeah. And it wasn't just about weight, you know, or like durability, you know, just also allowing you to use any broadhead. Yeah. That, yeah. that's, that's the big thing when it comes that's to micros that, that is the the killer of micros, mm-hmm. in my opinion, is the the ability to to use any any broadhead. Like that's so so important. I mean, I've I've got friends that you know have gone out hunting out west. You know, they're out in the middle of middle of nowhere and they're shooting injections, mm-hmm. and one of their bags didn't make it when they flew. No, and so now they're driving all over the the state to find somebody yeah. who sells these things. Yeah, you know? for you know, and. and for the un- for the uninitiated who may, who may who may not know, when you shoot micros and even two o fours, I think, uh, yeah. um, you basically is it just micros where you're yeah. supposed to- just micros? Okay, two o fours. Two o four. If you um, run a hit, then you can, can run a standard. Okay, yeah, w- yeah, with a yeah, with a hit, yeah. A hit. yeah. So yeah. so really, the only you have two options. You can either shoot like really crappy outserts. Or you can shoot, uh, and by we'll expand on why they're crappy a little bit later. Uh, so you can either shoot really crappy outserts to shoot a regular broadhead, or if you want something that's actually going to be shielding the threading a little bit, uh, uh, you have to shoot, um, oh God, uh, deep, deep six, six. Uh, uh, yeah. broadheads. And deep six broadheads are a very thin uh, uh, thread, and that is their weak point. So they suck, and yeah. they're really well, the hard to find. Thing- yeah, they're hard to find, and the other thing is, um, they're, not everybody makes a deep six. Yeah, head. very, very I mean, limited option of heads. Ten on the market, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not a ton of heads on the market that you have to choose from. Yep. Which <laughs> it, it's crazy, but it's that, that's what the deep six market looks like. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we were first testing out the shaft, um, it was right about when. Correct me if I'm wrong. But I think that was right when Muzzy said they were going to stop making the Deep Six Trocar. Hmm. So I can't remember if that was I forget what manufacturer it was, but I actually saw it on Cameron Haynes' uh, Instagram story. He was yeah. talking about how he had to switch broadheads right before elk season because the ones that he wanted to use, he, they stopped making them. Yeah. I believe they were Muzzies. I can't remember. Cam was but shooting they a Deep Six. Making them. Yeah, Cam. Yeah, Cam was, was shooting. Right. Six. I think uh, he still is. Yeah. Now he shoots Iron yeah, Will. Oh, yeah, really? Okay. Yeah, he shot Muzzies. Yeah, he shot Muzzies. Yeah, Muzzies for a long so time, far. and he was shooting yeah. those injection full metal jackets. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, I think I saw that post, or maybe you sent it to me. So we just went on eBay and got a bunch of uh, deep six <laughs> tro cars. Like, man, this is we gotta stock up. <laughs> uh, but then uh, found the ethics system, and it was kind of like. Yeah, it was, oh, it was just oh, a perfect, man. perfect pairing. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, because that's that's so big. Not not only for the fact that it, you can add that weight up front, but having that lib that out system that slides over the that joint there, mm-hmm. you know, the weakest part of the mm-hmm. arrow is huge. 
you know, because that's that's where you see breaks is right mm-hmm. there that that pivot point, especially if you're shooting at any angles. I mean, yep. And that's the problem with a lot of outsert systems is the fact that you're you're taking the threading outside of the shaft, but you're not you're not protecting it. And so the, the further you get away, it's it's no it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that the further away you get from the actual shaft, the weaker that that oh, junction is yeah. going to be. Yeah. Yep. You You're just pretty look longer at lever. one of those half outs. Yeah, exactly. Just thinking, Absolutely right, Rob. Yeah, it just doesn't look uh, durable whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Kind of crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of a lot of but, leverage being created that when you get that far out. Yeah. yeah the other thing sure. that sold us on on ethics were was actually. Uh, not one of my finest moments, uh, but Isaac was up in a tree filming me, and uh, I had a, a buck chase a doe, just a monster for down here, come chasing a doe in the, the soybean field. Um, and, you know, in that soybean field, it's so open, hard hard to range stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And and so he came in, and I shot him for 35, and he was at like 27, and <laughs> went right over the... Uh, Right over the top of his back. Well, yeah, we got it on video. Yeah, it's, it's lovely, and we can send it to you if you want. Um, but if if you look, I actually nailed a rock on behind the deer uh-huh. in the field. Just nailed a rock, um, and I could actually see a spark when I when it hit the rock, and I'm like, oh crap! Yeah, you know, there there goes an arrow, and, and so I actually <laughs> went up there expecting to to see it broken, and I'm like, and it it didn't break. My broadhead actually snapped. Um, but yeah, the, the outsert like system new. was was like new. Threw it on the spinner, and sure enough, it was completely fine. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, we're we're onto something here. Yeah, this yeah. is. It's just unbelievable, like incomparable, how how much stronger much it makes durability it, it yeah. adds. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and, and, you know, uh, the, the Achilles heel, uh, that, you know, we, we kind of briefly touched on and, and Garrett is, like I said, he's our resident micro expert. So if he wants to speak to this, he yeah. certainly can. Yeah. Um, the Achilles heel with micros traditionally has been their durability, especially on angled, right. on yep. angled impacts. Um, Absolutely. and, and because there are a limited amount of, uh, insert slash outsert slash, mix of both i know ethics calls it an outsert but to me it's still i still refer to it as like an insert outsert because you're putting so much of that post in the in the shaft yeah i mean um, they they call it the two-piece outsert so it's oh is they it do they call insert, it the two-piece right. yeah because it's you have the insert and then the sleeve yeah yeah uh but uh, i mean you know they, that's basically being eliminated uh in in, in by you guys be, one because you're using ethics, but two because you're using a heavier GPI shaft, and you're kind of throwing out the the uh, trying the, throwing out the desire for guys to you know shoot these blistering you know these three hundred G these three hundred spine shafts that are you know eight GPI or just something crazy right. where it's like man like. <laughs> Yeah, you can build up like a really high front of center it's with this, but off the deer in fifty. Yards. Yeah, well, I mean, but even even if you do build it with like a good front, like a, a good front of center setup, and you build it to be heavy, you know, you're shooting a, you know, maybe an ethics insert or or ethics outsert, I guess, and in a heavy broadhead, and that's you know, it's all fine and dandy, but then you find out that uh, the walls on this were way too thin, and when I took that forty five yeah. degree shot, it just snapped like a twig, um, and right. and kind of. 
I, I like how you, you guys are. That, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. You couple that too with the fact that most people are, are under spined and that. Yes, they it are. Just makes it even yeah. worse. Yep. Honestly, yep. that's an issue with just a lot of shops in general that. Right. Yeah. One, they're trying to make the bows look faster than they are. So by going to a lighter spine, it's a lighter shaft. Things look faster. The customer's more impressed and, you know, yep. is ignorant well, to was, what they're being old- sold. Um, but the other part is for a lot of shops, for whatever reason, tuning is uh, subpar. And yeah. mm-hmm. as the shaft gets stiffer, you typically see some, I guess, some more of those issues. Um, well, it's harder to, not harder, but you have to actually know what you're doing yeah, if you're so going to tune an arrow. If, that, if, yeah. if, if you've got a shaft that's flexing it. more, you're you can. There's a better potential to hide certain tuning errors. Right. Because it's it's hidden within the amount of flex that's occurring. So that's where a lot of times you'll see guys go, oh, well, yeah, you're getting that tear because it's too stiff of a shaft. No, you got a power stroke issue. The shaft is yeah, telling right. you that. Yeah. But if you go to that weak shaft, now it doesn't show it because it's a noodle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it comes out of there looking like a noodle. And the other thing that you see, too, is guys aren't really educated coming into the shop, too. Yep. You know, oh, yep. They, they, uh, pick, they pick an arrow off of what they saw somebody else shoot or because it even looks cool. I, I can't count the number of guys that would come into the shop and be like, oh, man, I want to shoot those full model jackets. Well, okay, well, what's your setup? Why, why do you want to shoot that? Well, it looks really cool. <laughs> I like how <laughs> you know, like, they, they do it, look cool. It matches my bow. There's so much, yeah. There's so much more that goes into that uh, that's just not being discussed. You know, it, it's not not talked about. Yeah, yeah. And we're we are certainly. Um, I'm glad you touched on that because that's kind of what I wanted to transition to. You know, we're, we're certainly pro pro shop. We want people to continue to go there and continue to buy stuff oh, from them. Yeah. However. Uh, I, we will be the first to admit that, um, it can be difficult for a pro shop to, and I think I was talking in, uh, with Josh about this today while we were out shooting. When I walk into my local pro shop and I, I pull out my 600 grain arrows or, you know, if I'm like, oh, like, yeah, like use this to set the rest. And then, you know, they're, they're like, what in the hell are you shooting with this? And, and my, my normal, my normal response is whatever I want. Uh, um, (laughs) but, uh, it can be difficult. And, and a lot of the times, like if there's any like tuning issue at all, it always gets blamed on the arrow. You can't, you can't tune this. You can't, you can't tune something with 300 grains on the front. It can't be because you have all that weight up front. Like, yeah, just throw everything off. Yeah. So I, you know, and we, we've, we've talked before on like taking the opportunity to try and educate the shop and, and, uh, you know, and obviously do it in a tactful manner. Don't be like walk in, you know, acting like you know more than they do, even though it's a very good possibility you might. Uh, So all that to say, we're very pro pro shop and support them where you can. Uh, But uh, it can be difficult to buy arrows from local pro shops and, and you guys are, 
kind of taking an initiative with that on being able to offer people uh, complete setups that are that are already built, right? Right. Yeah. And we're also working on a, a, a web application for our site as well, where people can see their momentum curve, where they can see uh, this is what this is what your game is. This is what uh, your setup is. Um, this is what you should be shooting for your your, moment, your momentum to be maximized. You know, and and we want to come across too. Vector is definitely not anti shop. You know, right. we're definitely all for local pro shops. I mean, that they're some of the best places to get your bow set yeah. up. I mean, especially yeah. especially if you're you're new to the sport and you don't yeah, have the background to do, do that. Know. I mean, it's it's so crucial, especially because we need to keep hunter recruitment up. We need yeah. to get more people into this sport. But some of that means that we also have to make this sport a little less confusing for people. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't expect the dude that watches the Joe Rogan experience that goes, huh, I want to try bow hunting to understand arrows. Right. I mean, depending on what what uh, brand you go with, you have different spines that go, you know, if you're Carbon Express... It means no. a 250 in Carbon Express means a lot different than a, a 250 coming from from us or coming from Easton. You know, really, it means really that Carbon Express would just go out of business. <laughs> I, wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. It means so much different, you know. And then you start mentioning, you know, GPI, and you you start to to try to talk to somebody about different materials, you know, aluminum versus carbon, different aluminum or, or carbon wrapping processes. And it's just, it's, it's noise. It confuses yeah. them. It's noise. Oh, very overwhelming, yeah. You know, and then they end up just talking to, I think this one person I know from work hunts. And and so they talk to that guy and he goes, oh, yeah, you know what you need to shoot? You need to shoot this really light arrow. You need yep. to shoot a, a rage broadhead. Uh, so you get a nice big hole there. And you can you can make a bad shot and it'll still go down. Yeah, yeah you know, and, and so yeah. we also want to offer tools for the pro shops to right. educate people yeah. you know that's 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 huge in our in our mind is we want to keep that hunter recruitment up yeah. and that's why you know from our inception to you know forever we are going to offer the opportunity for people to call us i mean i can't count right. the number of hours i've spent on the phone with with customers already um discussing what they actually need you know right and a lot yeah. of times that's talking them down from a you know cliff where they, they just think they're ready to just like pounce on this in this one direction you know and it's like well why you know yeah just uh you need to kind of yeah wade 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 into it yeah yeah, yeah. exactly yeah, like, so uh, yeah nothing nothing of, i mean yeah, i guess if you're if you're mentally prepared to like make that big of a jump then go for it, I guess. But I, I, even, even in my own experience, uh, I was like when I was shooting, you know, sub 400 grain arrows and I got the biggest deer of my life on camera. And I was like, I can't like, I can't leave anything to chance. And that's, that's really kind of like drove me over the edge on, on creating heavier arrows and, and getting into the heavy arrow kind of scene, I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, I, I had this massive deer on camera. I went from 400 to, I think, or I went from under 400, I think they're around 375 to like 450 grains. And I was yeah. like, these things are so heavy. I'm going <laughs> to truck through anything. Right. And then, and then after that, I was like, you know, I, I'm kind of looking at this 200 grain broadhead instead of this 125. Like, let's see, you know, let, let's just try it out. So let's I ordered. Let's step into that. You know, yeah. 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 And yeah. I go up to 525 and I'm like, 
man, that wasn't, I didn't really lose as much trajectory as I thought I was, uh, as I was going to, right. Uh, let's, let's go a little bit heavier. And then I'm like, well, God, we'll just go ahead and build one out to 650 grains. Uh, but very yeah. rarely do people, and I, I say that, but, uh, but a, a really good example of somebody that may be ready to make a jump to, to something like, like you guys, you know, being able to go to a heavier setup is somebody that hasn't hunted before. Oh, and yeah. I think this right. is, uh, this is, this is a really good like thing to start people off with. My wife did not come from a hunting family. She has yeah, just started here. bow hunting and, and her first set of arrows, you know, she pulls mid forties, 42, 43. Her first set of arrows are around 530 <laughs> grains, uh, which is equivalent for a guy that's shooting 70 pounds of about an 800 grain arrow, pretty heavy. Yeah. But she doesn't know the difference. She doesn't know the difference of like of you know what a what a really light fast arrow looks well, like. And it's it's uh, perceived. And, and so in her mind, it's it's that's, yeah. In her mind, it's completely normal to do that. <laughs> yeah, and the same is the same is true of, of my wife when I got her into it. Um, well, she actually came to me and was like, "Hey, I want to." I don't know if I wasn't spending enough time with her or what the case was, but she was like, "Hey, I want to try bow hunting." Um, probably, uh, but she's she's awesome. <laughs> like, dude, I I I got blessed. Um, but marry uh, up, I, fellas, marry oh, up. Oh yeah, I I married up for real. Um, and so I, I remember when I I first got her into it, I made the mistake when I first got into to bow hunting. I just went to a store and bought some really, really light arrows because I was only shooting yeah. 45 pounds. Which, little which is what basically all of us have done. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and was shooting just like run-of-the-mill arrows. Um, and I actually almost lost the biggest buck of my life. Um, it actually almost turned me off to bow hunting because I, yep. I did not get any penetration. 10 yards, yep. and I, I still did not get any penetration, really. Um, no blood trail. Um, we ended up finding it like three or four days later, just because there was crows circling it. Um, mm. and, and that's kind of, that was kind of that come to Jesus moment for me where I was like, okay, hold up. We, I, I need to look at this cause this is not working. Um, and right. so when I got my wife into it, I, I had her shooting, how were they? I think they were a three forty spine and she was pulling 40 pounds, but I had her in a three forty spine at 11 grains per inch and 125 grain head. And everybody in the shop looked at me like I was an idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're crazy. She's shooting 40, 42 pounds. Like, what are you doing? Um, and it, it's it's just that's the culture, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and that's, you know, you touched on something that I think is is very important uh, in, in multifaceted. You mentioned earlier hunter retention uh, and, and hunter retention and hunter recruit. Uh, first, yeah. we, ha- we have to recruit, right? Like our numbers are dwindling. Uh, you know, all the baby boomers are starting to die. You know, and they're probably the biggest. <laughs> <laughs> Did that come off dark? I, I, didn't, I didn't mean for it. <laughs> Uh, um, but, but they're, they're getting older. They're not going to be, God, this is, this is just getting real dark. Um, uh, you know, but, but they, you know, you know this, they're, they're the biggest, biggest generation, uh, you know, of hunters in the U S especially those guys coming back from the war and the, in the forties and, in and, you know, after Vietnam and, and, and going out and, and creating the, uh, conservation models that we have today, which is, yeah. which is flourishing, but sure. now we don't have like we have we have a, a huge generation coming up that just isn't isn't hunting. So we, we first we have to recruit. But I think with retention, 
we have to create these more lethal arrow setups because like in your example, you almost got turned off to it right when you started because you had a bad experience. And that's, right. yeah, you know, and that's something that like, exactly us right. as a, yeah, exactly. And, and then that's something that like us as a podcast, we, we wanted to, Oh, there's my, there's my work computer. Sorry about that. Uh, you know, us as a podcast wanted to try and alleviate was alleviate that, that bad experience curve that a lot of people go through. And, and I think that uh, you're kind of trying to do the same thing with creating these, you know, the possibilities of these setups um, that are that that will alleviate those those bad experiences. Right. And there's there's a lot of information out there. I think we live in a time that there's more information out there for somebody that wants to get into it than ever. Yeah. But we but, they, people need more than spine charts to pick an arrow. Yeah. You know, which is traditionally all you get. And like more information is not really. It, it can it can become it can become really hurtful really fast. Yeah, it's just, if it's not it's good bad. information. Yeah. Um, well, for someone that doesn't know what they're looking at, it's it's hard to know what's good information, what's bad information. Who do I trust? Right. Because, like, I mean, you go on YouTube and you can find a hundred different people telling you a hundred different best setups and absolutely if you have no background how do you if you're if you're new to archery stay off of archery talk (laughs) that's (laughs) That's the worst like like social media is bad like facebook you know instagram stuff like that archery talk it's like a like a like a huge megaphone like a pa system for the morons (laughs) My God, <laughs> it, it gets it gets out of control on there. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. I just and yeah. no, no, you're good. Never helped anyone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we we have we have a couple guys on on Archery Talk that that we know like mm. through you know through social media that are pretty pretty. Right, active. there are good guys out there for sure. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but they normally had a horrible experience. Yeah, you, well, yeah that's yeah. part of the normally problem. Normally, those guys talking talking amongst themselves because no one else wants to listen to them. So it's just five of them talking in a thread by themselves that no one no one can really pick up on the conversation that they're having because it's so like it's so well, i killed 200 deer with this setup and this is the <laughs> this is the setup that, that you need to be shooting <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, I, yeah. if i had a dollar for every time i saw something like that yeah, yeah. it's honestly oh, if you're but, in a general forum on facebook archery talk whatever mainstream type forum Look for the guy that's giving an answer different from the other thousand people. Yeah. Because the majority of them are spewing exactly what the pro shop told them that, oh, yeah, this is the best, the best, whatever, whatever speed. Look for the guy that's that's telling you something different. And typically there's a reason why they have a different mindset. Yeah, literally like 30 minutes before we hopped on this call to record, I saw on social media on what I think is the largest Facebook hunting group in the world. Uh, somebody said, hey, setting up a really light arrow, you know, setting up an arrow for my wife, uh, trying to keep it as light as possible. What's the lightest broadhead that's out? Oh. And oh. Every, oh. That hurts. And that everyone really hurts. was just like, oh, like, 
you know, this and Let that. Help you. 75 grains, 85 grains. There, I guess somebody makes a 50 grain broadhead, which just like what? terrifies me. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. and I'm, and like, not like, I, I think I, I take it back. I think I did see one person that was like, I think you should be going heavier, not lighter. But like, <laughs> like I said, so the one person. Project, there's one out there. Paying, yeah, exactly. One you should be there. paying attention to that guy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Things yeah. are uh, look for the uh, oddball that's going. Oh yeah, you're shooting a forty pound bow at like twenty four inch draw. You need a two hundred grain head. Yeah, get her done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it was on. I was on the phone with Haas from Ethics uh, at one point when we were considering uh, jumping on the bandwagon and becoming like a dealer, and he he made such a great point. Like we have minimum draw weights, like minimum legal draw weights. Mm-hmm. Like, why don't we have minimum legal arrow weights? I mean, there are some states, I believe, like Idaho. Yep. Washington like, does. I don't know that Idaho does, but yeah, Washington I mean, does for that sure. Is, that's like the way of the future for sure. I mean, yeah. Right. But it, it's tough. I'm pretty to sure that point. people in Washington are trying to, like, get that taken away. Yeah. Because, really? Yeah. I mean, the guys that know better aren't. They're like, yeah, our minimum arrow weight is a good thing, but. The guys that like you know people that move into the state oh, from those are so much faster not now. from whitetail country yeah yeah people that right. don't yeah. hunt elk that know that you need right. not a 400 grain right. arrow yeah well that's well and that's i think that's why you're really going to struggle to see especially in the midwest you're going to struggle to see something like that even if it comes up and gets laughed down just because right. of the fact that it's whitetails we, yeah. we always white, have whitetail are light. pretty soft creatures yeah, yeah. Right. I've yeah, killed, I mean it's nothing. I killed all of my whitetail with a light arrow. I think the heaviest arrow I ever used on a whitetail was like four hundred and forty grains. But even that, like, I mean, that went through and that like turns butter. heads. Yeah, that went through like <laughs> that butter, turns heads but... in the shop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all, all I can say about minimum arrow weight requirements and how it would be a good idea is just wait. There are there are things afoot with people that we may or may not know, which I will not admit guilt either way uh, for certain things like that to uh, uh, begin uh, being passed through legislative branches of certain governments. So, well, I I think it's it's also super crucial for Hunter image too. like, oh, huge. There's nothing worse than seeing. Uh, somebody on somebody on Facebook with a picture of an arrow in a deer that's still alive and it's yeah. going through neighborhoods oh, yeah. and it's yeah. like you just completely turned off a yep. ton of people. Exactly. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Especially because you know it's and nothing against soccer moms, so don't crucify me, public <laughs> people. But you know, especially when it's. The soccer mom who like doesn't know anything about hunting, didn't grow up in a hunting family and their husband doesn't right. hunt, you know, and, and they, you know, they just see an animal walking by with something sticking out of it. And they just know that the guy down the street, like I see him with, you know, camo on the back of his truck. Like that's the right, asshole yeah. that did it. And that's, that's not right. the, that's not the image that we, you that, better be careful though, bringing up soccer moms and vans. Cause Isaac drives a van. So I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you might be getting yourself in some trouble, man. I, I, I tell you what, I mean, those new, the new minivans where you can like put the seats, like all oh, the way down, slick. make some good oh, yeah. deer haulers and make some good deer hauling animal, a good deer. Oh, hauling I know. Vehicles. My, yeah, have you seen uh you know who John Eberhard is? He's in Michigan. Yeah. I I don't I don't off the top of my head. Rob Big saddle hunting guy. 
like, like started saddle, saddle hunting. Saddle hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. He yeah. shot like 28 Michigan record book deer in the last 30 years. Yeah, it's insane. insane. High yeah. pressure, high pressure country Shoots too. Express too. Mm. But hey, he's doing something right. I'm not going to... Well, uh, okay, but so, and, and that's a, that's a, a good point and I'll, I'll make this real quick and I'll jump back out so you can finish when you're an incredible archer, like Tim Gillingham, like, right. you know, like the, these Levi Morgans, you can get away with a light arrow because what? you're gonna like your chances of putting it exactly where you want to are a lot better than me. So yeah. Well, anyway. and, well and I mean, those guys mentioned that he's, he also are under shoot past 25 yards. Okay. Eberhart won't shoot past 25 yards, you know? So, oh, it, yeah, yeah, that's 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 good. That's very good. What are you saying, Rob? I was just going to say that, you know, a lot of your big name hunters, one thing that I think a lot of people don't consider is the time that they have and the the types of properties that they're hunting where oh, yeah. they there isn't the same pressure where like if you're someone that is public only and you're lucky to see one maybe two mature deer a year where like you know you see right tons of young stuff but you're trying to you know shoot something mature and you might have one opportunity yep what's the percentage chance that you're gonna self-justify a less than ideal shot in that situation compared to some guy that's going, I've got another two weeks of doing nothing but this on this property. I'll have another opportunity. Yeah. And so now you, you take a smarter shot and there's less risk involved. Your, your, your setup isn't as critical at that point, especially if you're a world-class archer where you're not making normal mistakes, right? Right. Yeah. So it's like it's just it's very different worlds, and a lot of yeah, people don't yeah, consider you're, you're that. Absolutely, absolutely right. I think what we all love about bow hunting is that there's endless variables. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, we can sit here and talk about you know what the optimal arrow setup is but it's like man uh there's a lot of guys making it work with subpar setups and it's like because they've got something else nailed down yeah i don't you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah. but i think some of it It too and fuels the addiction yeah more but yeah i like to think i have control of you know this part of it and that makes me feel good so yeah yeah but i i think that it's and, and while all that is true, it still comes down to the fact that we owe those animals the most ethical, oh, lethal yeah. equipment that we possibly that, can. Yeah, sure. um, you know, and, and I think that every hunter could agree with that. Yeah, yep. um, I hope so. Well, and yeah, that's yeah, where you, you the so. insurance comes um, in. I mean, we all know right. that the lightest uh, arrow out there can work. If you put it in the right spot, if the animal yes. doesn't react, if nothing out of the you know norm happens, the you could take the lightest arrow on the market and kill stuff. Every yeah, little thing that you don't could. account for adds risks. 
and your yeah, insurance a lot is your total arrow weight is how durable everything is if you do hit something hard right so it's like the more things that you stack right. in your favor well it's also a peace of mind thing too yeah you know i i yeah, know absolutely. that if i hit that front shoulder i'm gonna blow through it and yeah. in fact i i'm not afraid to shoot the front shoulder because i know that i'm gonna blow through it and it's that deer is not going to go very far. Yep. Yeah, it opens up a lot of new opportunities, too, to just know that you can take a lot more uh, shot angles, like, yep. pretty comfortably. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What were, you, what were you saying, Garrett? Oh, I was just going to say I've killed a lot of deer with a 350 grain arrow because I was that guy for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right. And right. I had no, like, I didn't have any issue because I hit where I was supposed to. Yeah. But yeah. I also had, you know, I dealt with a couple deflections off of, like I barely nick a shoulder blade with a mechanical and it shoots, it exits through the guts and then you got to deal with that problem. And right, that's messy, but <laughs> Quite it can be done. I think that's like, that's usually our hang up when people start to argue with our thought processes. Well, I've been doing it this way for ever. And it's like, well, yeah, right. I did it too, but. I've also had it go wrong, yeah. which is what I'm trying to tell you. It's like just because right. it hasn't gone wrong doesn't mean that it won't. Yeah, well, and that's the majority works of people. Until it still Murphy's law. The majority you know, of people that I deal with law, are coming off of failures, and I guess that's what we're trying yeah. to limit. Is we're trying to help people be aware of what they can do before they've had to experience those failures and before they've had to lose animals. And yeah, I mean, th- that that's why we're here. That's why we talk about the stuff that right. we talk about yep. is right now. That's where most people make the switch is repeated failures and finally getting good. to the breaking point of either I'm either something is changing or I'm done. And we yeah, need to like get that, that mindset all- changed. Where you're willing yeah. to, to be open before uh, that point. Where are you saying, Garrett? The guys that don't come off of that failure that are still wanting to change and shoot something heavier are the ones that get the most hate, I think. Yeah. At least, like, on social media, at least. like Because, you know, then you get the masses of, oh, well, why are you changing something if it's not broke? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, blah, blah, yeah. blah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, but I want exactly. it to be better, so why is that a problem? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. We, we had a cool story uh, through our testing phase this fall. Um, I have a really close uh, friend. His name is John Heigartner, Um And he's a, a guy that I grew up. He, he was taking me fishing, taught me to trap boxes and stuff. And uh, he was kind of like, you know, my dad wasn't into hunting. My, you know, none, none of my family was. Uh, he was kind of my like first exposure to the outdoor world, and um, so he's got a channel on YouTube. I think he's like Uncle Bucky's Outdoor Adventures or something. Super great guy. But anyway, he shot a light arrow for a long time, killed a ton of deer. Shooting, I think he was saying uh, up until this year, he was getting like three hundred eight feet per second. Um, out of like That's cooking. a Matthews switchback or something. Ooh, like that. Uh, uh, out of a not fast bow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It was cranked up and uh, just super, super light arrow, you know. 
um, and killed a lot of deer, you know, shot TV shows and all that yep. stuff, black bears. Um, but anyway, I sent him some of these arrows and I was like, they're going to be heavy, you know, and uh, I think his finished arrow weight was right at about 500 grains. And uh, not heavy for you guys, but if somebody can get over that. 500 grains, I'm freaking pumped for them because that's I mean, yeah, you know, I, I, we, we never, you know, I think even within this own podcast, we all kind of have our own preferences. But I think we like uniformly agree, like, man, if you're hunting whitetail, yeah. like if we can get your weight over 500 grains, I'm feeling way better about your chances. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So he uh he was, he called me when he got set up and he was like, man, the pin gap is like, I've never seen anything like that. And made him nervous. But I was like, just try it. I want to see what happens, you know? So <laughs> he went out and shot a, a nice eight pointer, um, at 52 yards with the, the hammer and it exited through the far side shoulder blade like nothing. And he, he called me immediately and he was like, dude, I just pulled it 10 inches out of the ground. And I think it's totally exaggerated, <laughs> but you know, like, uh, he, he went and weighed that deer and it was, I think he said it was 200 pounds. Whew, it's a good deer. Yeah. It's a big, big deer, big boy. And, uh, he sent me footage of the, the shot and then, um, sent me footage also of a deer that he shot at 51 yards that was 199 dressed uh, three years ago with a 380 grain mm-hmm. and it hardly penetrated you can see it fall out on on the entry mm-hmm. side as the deer ran away and he said he blood trailed it uh, for like half a mile or something and just got really lucky and it was a perfect yeah. shot so it's like you know, that's like far too common of an experience, you know, and just like this one variable that you can control. Yeah. It's like yeah. It makes all the difference. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, weight's, weight's the easiest thing to control. Yeah. So the equation of a, momentum, you know. It was so cool to have both of those on video. We'll share that at some point. Yeah. Uh, put, put it together. Yeah. Well, it puts things in perspective, right? Like, but yeah, it's just such a great, like, you know, and 52 yards, that's, that's a poke. That's, that's a poke. A, that's a poke on yeah. a whitetail. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good shot. Yeah, but you know, well, just so cool to see the, the difference. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. Well, it, that, that deer go ran ahead. fifteen twenty yards. He said this year, you know, just toppled over. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, and, and you mentioned something there that, that I think is is important to acknowledge is, you know, what, it, it's a factor that we can control, right? Like we can we can control Absolutely. the projectile yeah. that we throw at these animals, but something we can't control is what happens afterwards. Um, you know, once once that arrow leaves the bow and I know we've we've beat this horse to death on this show and I will continue to. So don't don't at me i'm gonna keep doing it you you know you can't unless somebody wants to teach me like telekinetic powers to where i can make a deer not move after i shoot then then uh yeah that it would be would be great uh unless they can do that then <laughs> i'm not up. like i don't care about the shot placement argument like you can you can have you can put it exactly where you want and then but that by the time the arrow gets to that deer even on fast shots, even when you're shooting light arrows and 
320, 325 feet per second, that deer still moved and you catch something that you didn't mean to. Uh, but I would much rather be in a situation where I'm, I'm, uh, you know, bringing the hammer pun intended, uh, um, and uh, instead yeah, so. of being caught with my pants down and, and, you know, shooting some yeah. little, you know, noodle at it. Uh, so I, I think it's really important for people to, to understand yeah. like, like, yeah, you may be the best shot in the world, but it doesn't matter in a hunting situation because sometimes animals just win. Yeah, you see a, a doe, especially this time of year, you know, we just had firearm season and it's, it's not uncommon to see a doe drop 10 to 12 oh, yeah. inches yeah. on yeah. a shot if, if she knows yeah. you're there. Oh, yeah. You know, it. Try having an elk nothing. duck 30. Yep. What happened to Garrett? Garrett got duck this year. Oh, really? Really? Oh, <laughs> oh man. That was a rough one. It was like three hours into the opening day and I had a 50 yard shot on a bull and uh, I shot and arrow, you know, when I released, it was perfect. And then I just see it go over his back. I'm like, well, shit, I guess I dialed my sight wrong or my sight tapes off or something. I don't know. And then I walk up to the tree that my arrow is stuck in because it stuck Deep Which it survived, a, by the way, and Garrett Garrett shoots oh yeah, a heavy that. GPI yeah. micro shaft, by the way. So props, yeah. so props I'm happy to that these exist. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's stuck in this tree, but it's stuck at my waistline, oh, which is Packers, perfect. Packers just went up, by the way. Ball. Sorry. Yes. Okay. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so arrow is at my waist height, and I'm five eleven, which is. Perfect okay. height for uh, vital. Just brag elk. about it. Yeah, you're five eleven. Matt's five foot five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. <laughs> hey, you're the one bringing it up. Yeah, you got monkey arms. Yeah, I do. We're short over here too. I'm like five seven. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I I was I was blessed with uh uh with long arms to be able to get to an average draw length. So that's that's neat. Uh, so, but yeah, it's a uh, Garrett. Garrett got ducked by an elk. What's so funny is we were literally, I think it was the week before, <laughs> the week before, it, right? yeah, before yeah, we had just yeah, mentioned, like, oh, yeah, elk, yeah elk, elk can't duck an arrow. Yeah, they oh, do. Well, it sure turns do. out, <laughs> ninja. I wish I got ducked by an elk because that'd be an Right? Elk. Yeah, that's no true. kidding, no kidding. Very true. Well, and that's that's kind of what like makes micros like such a cool option too for whitetail guys. Like, yeah. I get it. Like you're, you're shooting a whitetail, you know, inherently thin skin game, not difficult, you know, micro might be a little bit of an overkill, whatever. But the second you step out West and 60 to 80 yard shots become a reality, man, having a micro arrow sounds awful enticing. Uh, cause you, I mean, especially, you know, in, in the mountains where, where they basically create wind, I think literally, uh, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, you, you don't, you don't know what's yeah. going to happen between you and the animal and, and having a micro diameter is going to be very helpful. Not only is there wind, but the if the wind's swirling real bad and you need to shoot, like you're going to want as, as little surface area as possible in yeah. right. conditions. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. You can't plan for that stuff. Nope. No. Well, is there uh, uh, what, what else about the arrow did we not talk about that you guys might want to touch on? Yeah, um, let me think. You got something off the top of your head, or I can just talk about process. Like, basically, uh, right now we're getting on the phone with pretty much mm-hmm. everyone we're setting up with. Um, 
January 1st, we'll have product up on the site. Cool. Um, we've got pretty limited inventory, and pretty much all sales are going to growing inventory right now. Sure. Um, and March 1st, we're going to, that's the goal, to roll out a web app that will kind of automate that consulting process and allow people to kind of play with like creating an optimal setup for momentum, you know, rather sure. than speed. Right. And input some of their specs and kind of see what kind of charts and graphs that spits out in right. a way that's really easy to digest. Cool. Um, whether you've been hunting with a light arrow for a long time or like just getting into it sure. to like really wrap your mind around like, um, yeah, that, it's that education setups. piece. Yeah. It's yeah. just a visual education tool, you know? Um, so that's something we're building right now. Um, yeah. And we should it also wouldn't require say, a purchase either. Like it'd be something that you could hop yeah, on if and you really wanted to toy with and then yeah. with your own, you know, that's yeah. great. Or you can hit add to cart and we'll build it for you. So, yeah. So, okay. So timeline again. So, uh, yeah. January 1st is your like a first official like production launch, right? Yeah. Uh, so we opened up on December 1st through Cyber Monday. I guess that was two days. Right. Yep. Yep. And sold, uh, a good bit of inventory and kind of just capped it to see how fast it would go. Right. Um, right. And it's, it was also kind of, kind of figuring out it from a production standpoint where we are because yeah. we're we are uh, we're building every single arrow by hand right uh, we're pretty committed to that um, from start to finish building them by hand um, giving people the best arrow we possibly can yeah and, and it keeps our tolerances yeah um, a lot lower than than if if we were to do it do it separately yeah. so that that first sale was more so figuring out okay hey what? How much time do we need for each for set? Yeah. yeah. What, what's you your know. throughput? Yeah. yeah. Like how many can we do in a in a day? And right. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. What's what was your question, Rob? No, well, I was saying you had to figure out what your throughput was. Right. Yeah. And we're still figuring that out because yeah. <laughs> every little round we've done, we can do it a little faster and better. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So figuring out that we, you know, at what point do we need? Yeah, it's uh, it can yeah, it can certainly crazy. be like an assembly line. That's for sure. I've uh, I've utilized yeah. my wife in that that aspect uh, <laughs> a couple of times. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna hand you these, and you're gonna square them. And she's like, so I literally just move this back and forth. I'm like, yes, but you have a very important Thank job. You. Do it, do it, do it well, do it right. Uh, okay, okay. So so you guys did right. your you did your initial launch uh, on the first on December first. You're gonna do another launch on January. And then you're going to be doing your, your hopefully, fingers crossed, I'm working in IT. Yep. I know how these things go. Uh, um, yep. uh, uh, application launch and, and availability um, in March. Um, yeah, right. I would say March or spring, you know. Okay, cool, yeah. uh, cool. It's coming. We're working on it. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and, product's available January 1st. Cool. And the hope is by launch. by that point in time also to have that 200 spine as yeah, well, yeah. ready to ready to rumble. Right. So, but, you yeah, and, and 200, I, there will certainly, there, there will be listeners of this podcast. And actually, when, when I teased your arrows a bit, there were already people asking for 200 spine uh, because, sure. because there are a lot. 250 and 200s just don't 
exist in the micro world yeah, that are yeah but but yeah. so are our 250s going to be uh and i know i know it's all uh, uh from from somebody who has started a small business and and man you guys are are way braver than me with going to manufacturers i i totally understand how this uh i mean th- this is this is inherently a, a a giant risk um uh but uh, uh do you uh, or do you think all that to say, do you think that uh, your 250 spines are going to be available in January? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's because that's 250s are kind of the bread and butter of of our community. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, and sure. and you will, I, I can almost guarantee you will sell more 250s than anything. Because 300s are just not quite enough for what some guys want to run. And it's yeah, a lot easier to tune especially an arrow that's a little a bit stiff front, than yeah. one that's way too weak. Yeah, uh, no, for yeah. sure. We'll I run a for sure. yeah. I run a black and gold deep impact right now, but they only come. They I swear they used to make a two fifty. Like I've even found the listing on their website before, but they don't make it anymore. Huh. So they don't. Yeah, but I I went to the deep impact because of the thicker sidewalls because I was running the X impacts before that. Right. And victory vaps before that, but they're just you know I broke a few and I'm like, well, I don't want that to happen when it matters. So right. yeah. yeah, but I had to make a 300 work, which led me to a setup that I like, I like it, but not as much as I could yeah. like it. You it know it altered right. what your, your build plans were. Yeah. yeah. Or, and it limits you if you like, I mean, I know, yeah. I know you're not really trying to skyrocket your total arrow weight, but like if a new broadhead came out, like if Valkyrie came out with something that was, you know, a little bit heavier that like really piqued your yeah, interest, can't you can't do it uh, no. because you're, you're really tapped out on that 300 spine. So, well, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad your 250 is going to be available uh, sooner than later, which I guess would uh, go to say that if you were interested in a 250, you should be buying it soon because inventory will probably be limited. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, and it's it's just part of the process getting off the ground. We've yeah, for sure. To um, raise capital, there's been some opportunities. Yep. But yep. Well, I would uh, as it and you know that's how it goes. So. Yeah, you, well, I I I commend I commend you guys for doing that. it that way because it's you know there, uh, um, if you you're you're doing it, uh, any company could, uh, you know, just order a mess of two fifties and and just sling them out and they not be right. Uh, but it sounds like you guys are trying to do it, do it correctly. And you're trying to be there for the long haul for these customers, you know, when they, when they have questions and, you know, there's, there's a lot of these fly by night companies that just, you know, they show up, they sell a ton of stuff and they just completely disappear off the face of the earth and, and, you know, leave a lot of people like, like, uh, how do I get help or support on this? Well, you can't because they're gone. Uh, so, uh, I, I commend you guys, uh, for doing it the right way. And I would just encourage people to, you know, if you don't, if you don't get that first batch of two fifties, just be patient because, uh, good things come to those who wait. Uh, so, um, okay. So what's up, man, the, the feedback has meant a lot from you guys. Like it's been, it's been fun to connect and yeah, um, yeah, man, absolutely. Um, thoughts on things on Matt, I know we've talked a few times now. I've bounced some ideas off you. It's been super yeah. 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 Well, of course, man, you know, that's why, that's why we're here. Um, uh, but I, I'm, 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 I, I'm impressed with your stuff and I, I genuinely mean that I, you know, I've, and I've Garrett can, uh, attest to my, uh, 
uh, my 2 a.m. Are you awake text to, to <laughs> bounce to bounce off uh, uh, micro micro diameter uh, arrow ideas. I'm like, what if I did this? What if I did that? And he's like, lucky for Matt, that's only 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's time. right. <laughs> sure. well, that's I, midnight, know, I know I can text Garrett really late because because uh, he's a couple hours behind us. So. <laughs> uh, uh, but yes, and, and and that's you know, I think uh, there's a lot of guys you know, that are, that are looking to maximize penetration. So they're like, well, I obviously smaller projectile has, you know, a smaller diameter projectile has the best chance of continuing to move forward because of less drag, but they can break. And this is a very, a very uh, much needed solution to, to the current problem that we have. Um, so uh, you guys have been nice enough to uh, uh, donate a six pack of, any configuration, right? I hope I'm not putting words in your mouth. No, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, uh, vector vector custom shop, you guys decide you, you figure out vector. which one you like, uh, um, is, is going to be hooking up our listeners with a six pack of arrows. Uh, and we will announce it. Uh, probably you'll hear it about 20 seconds after this. Uh, um, so, <laughs> Uh, if you're still listening and you entered, uh, check it out because you, uh, you might be a winner coming up here in a couple minutes, but, uh, well, cool. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Is there, is there anything else you, you want to touch on? Like I said, we are, you know, it's, it's, it's our podcast, but really it's, uh, it's a podcast for the people that we, that we truly believe in. So, uh, if you guys have anything else you want to talk about, then we're all ears. Oh, basically vans are. I would say objectively the optimal vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. I will say it. John Eberhart and I drive vans, and uh, we're the biggest. Best, I, I best will say though, so. after after riding in, in Isaac's van and doing different you know hunting trips on a public land where we're carrying a crap ton of gear. Uh, it's starting to grow on me a it's little bit. Like it, it, yeah. it's starting to grow on me. Man, um, we'll see. Maybe, maybe like a big fifteen passenger van with four wheel drives. Like, yeah, I, I might be. Able to see, yeah. If we're talking better, hunting big, vans, big, it's yeah, got to be four wheel. Yeah, and yeah. The, the then then it gets interesting. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I wish I had a budget for that. But yeah, I just gotta, we'll, I just, we'll see. We'll see where this goes. We might yeah. we might need to make a vector van. I don't know. Yeah, hey, I, sure. I, 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 I want to bedline it in like gunshit metal gray. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Get some sexy knobby tires on it, and I think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's, That's it's awesome. It's not a mob van either. It's like a transit. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, th- so I'd be I'd be lying if I so I in Kansas City they make the transit here in Kansas City, uh, and multiple times I've seen them and I'm like, man, that'd make a really good hunting rig. Like like I could drive that to Colorado if I needed to. I could I could sleep in it and like. It should come hang out in Portland for a weekend, and you'll see every van configuration you'd ever dream yeah. of. Okay. It's probably true. Right. All the people that live out of them, and <laughs> it's crazy how many vans you see out in that area that are like built into like mini but little campers. Like, they have like the big Sprinter vans that are all decked out, all four wheel drive, jacked oh, up on man. big tires. It gets pretty wild. Oh man, I'm, I have yeah, van envy so hard. <laughs> Van envy. Sure. Oh no, man, we camped in it, and it's. I mean, you can fit a like a inflatable mattress back there. It's oh awesome. yeah, yeah, it is yeah. awesome. 
Absolutely. Put a trailer hitch platform on there for your cooler and dead stuff, and it's like yeah. hard to beat. I'm 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 in it to win it. You guys are single-handedly convincing me to ditch my truck truck dreams and go <laughs> go van. I'm into it. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, once again, thank you guys for for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I know we've been trying to yeah. hook up for yeah, for, for a couple us. weeks. I'm glad we were able yeah. to put it together. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting us on. It's been a pleasure, and hope we can uh, serve many of your listeners. Cool. And, uh, talk to him on the phone. Yep i I think uh, I, I think it's going to be a, a good a good relationship. I think you guys are, are offering a, a superior product to what's out there right now, and uh, I think you guys will will do well. So cool. Well, thanks again. Really appreciate it. Uh, for those listening, your winner will probably be coming up here in just a second. So stay tuned for that. And until next time, stay lethal and don't forget the olive oil. <laughs>